Monday for the holidays. GaryRealMonday.com, 150 Whitey Farms Road, Holyo. See dealer for details. It's 6.44 at Rock 102. Bax and Nagel Show backs out until uh, January 2nd. And uh, Marty Caproni is here in the studio with us. Hello. Back. Hey, Steve. Hey, hey how you doing, How's Marty? How's it going, everybody? Uh, going to be uh, cloudy today. And uh, matter of fact, there's a dense fog advisory going on right now uh, for a while. I don't even know. It'll be another mild day with highs up to around 50 degrees today. Uh, but the fog is making for a horrible commute for, for anybody, even if you're driving home from the holidays or you actually have to go to work today like we uh, do. Uh, it's going to suck. I so was a crappy drive-in for me, I could tell you that. Yeah, and you're only, what, like three miles away? Nah, it's yeah. ex- you, if I'm speeding, I can do it in 12. That's but, not bad. No, 12. but the, today took me like 19. Yeah, it wasn't too bad uh, from Huntington. The, 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 hard, the worst part was in Huntington going up the mountain. And oh, once you got over the mountain, be, yeah. then it was fine. How, how long does it take you to get in with no bad weather? I know it takes you like an hour when it's snowing. I've learned that. Ah, so get this, right? All right. This is a, this, this is a lesson that I should have learned years ago. Okay. For years, I would drive from Huntington down Route 20, yep. all the way through Westfield, all the way through West Springfield, onto Agawam over no the pike. bridge. Yeah. No pike, and head up Sumner Avenue, and boom, here we are, right? Yeah. That would take about 55 minutes. Oh, my God. Like, total, right? Maybe, you know, on, on a- You could live in New Haven and drive Right, it. right. So then- uh, my my late wife had always told me, no no no, you got to go up through Montgomery and 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 pick up like go past where the Seven Bs is, yeah, where, yeah. you know, and then go up that way and hop on ninety one and come down ninety one that way. And I'm like, ah, you're two hundred two. That's yeah. yeah that's I said, what I was ah, listening. you're that's a that, that's a bunch of bunch of nonsense. There. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, maybe about four or five years ago. I couldn't go that way because there was a tree down. Yeah. So I had to go the other way. Took off ten minutes of the yeah. whole commute, so now I can get here in like forty forty five. Even when she's 50, not here 55. anymore, she's still teaching. You, yeah, uh, teaching you me a listened. lesson. <laughs> yeah, you should have listened. You, you, you dumb idiot. Could have yeah. saved you a, a yeah. one work week of hours. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it is pretty foggy out there, so uh, just be careful when uh, when you're when you're driving out there. Got a couple of different uh, news stories here. We'll oh, what do we about. got? Well, we got uh, two fugitive sheep are back in their owner's custody after a brief Christmas Eve escapade through South Boston. A Boston Police Department spokesperson said officers helped corral a pair of uh, sheep that escaped from a local church during a Christmas celebration on Sunday afternoon. I didn't realize they used real animals for these uh, nativity Oh, scenes. yeah, they go all in some of these ones. Some, some of them get a real baby. <laughs> Do they really get a yeah, baby? Yeah, there are some that wow. use a real baby. Uh, it's a unique. It's kind of a unique one," said Boston Police uh, spokesperson Sergeant Detective John Boyle. Oh, gee, a John, guy named John Boyle on Shocked. the, on the uh, Boston Police Which, Department. Who could have thought it? Uh, around 4 p.m., the officers were alerted to a runaway sheep in the area of Boston Street and helped locate the animals nearby. A video shared on X, which is formerly known as Twitter. Twitter. I hate that you have to keep saying that. Uh, showed, well, it was like Prince when he changed his name yeah, to yeah, a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, showed a police <laughs> officer and several other people cornering one of the sheep near the intersection of Preble Street and Ward Street. We have that sheep in custody over on Preble, sheep, uh, Preble Street. A police officer says in the video, we'll put him back in the back of my cruiser and uh, take him back to where he's supposed to be. Imagine the cleanup of that after you get the sheep out of the back of the cruiser. 
Probably less than what he gets on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, usually you get uh, some guy overdosing, throwing up in the back yeah, of the it's, car. Yeah, it smells. It's livestock smells better. It's probably a uh, air freshener. Yeah, good, good stuff. So that was uh, that was one thing on uh, Christmas fugitive Eve. sheep. A uh, a bomb threat called into a Marshall's location in Hingham on Christmas Eve forced the evacuation of multiple stores. Police found no explosive during the search of the Marshall's. Shocked. <laughs> You know why? Because a, a guy, listen, if there's a terrorist out there, yeah. it's going to blow something up. It's going to be like a bus station. It's going to be like, yeah. a, like a train station. Not it's not going to be a Marshalls. <laughs> well, they wouldn't accept my uh, my gift card. Uh, I had to go. So that was, you know what that was. That was, if anyone here shopped at a Marshalls or TJ Maxx this holiday season, you know exactly what happened. You're waiting in that line that, that you know, they, they, they wheel you down that uh, those aisles. It's with, a feeder line. Yeah, yeah. You, you're like a like a cow at a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never see the end of the line, so they just keep weeding you along the line, and they keep trying to send you the, sell you the impulse gifts the whole yeah. the whole way. But those lines during the holidays, they go all the way down around the store. Sometimes, oh, you're like, yeah, what's yeah. this? You're like, that's the line. That's all you got to get in the line. It's an hour in, in the line. You know, some guy was waiting in that line. He's like, you know what? We're not waiting in this line anymore. Watch this. <laughs> Is, I'm gonna call it a bomb threat. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, "Register seven's open. Register six is open. Register five's open." I was in uh, Stop and Shop in Westfield on Saturday. Nightmare. And, uh, listen, I already knew it was gonna be a nightmare before I even sure. went in there. Br- embrace it. And uh, I said, "All right, well, I'll grab my last minute stuff and I'll go to the self checkout thing." Well, the self checkout thing, the line was all oh, the way down course. aisle five because they had they needed room for people to wait. Yeah. And even the, and they only had like two employees working the registers. It's nostalgic. Takes you back to COVID times. <laughs> Remember when the lines yeah. were all the way through the stores? What what I don't understand, and I, and I know you don't have like the manpower, but you would think the put a manager in one of those registers and open yeah. this thing up and let's you let's let's get, let's let's get this thing going. You but, would uh, think. No, they're not. And no. then there's always somebody standing there like, you could be at a register right now. Yep. You could be opening this and, yep. and pushing us through. But I And then I hear one guy complain, oh, my God, look at the line in here. It's crazy. I'm like, what did you expect two days before Christmas right. on a Saturday? <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be busy. Like, you have to expect that. I stopped at the uh, uh, Big Y um, to get uh, gift cards. Mm-hmm. That kudos to them. They had every register manned by an employee. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, yeah. now you're now you're now you're doing things right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You this not only have the self checkout thing, right. but you got everybody uh, manning the manning the, the the machines. Right. And I protested the self checkouts. I had my own little boycott for the longest time because I I always felt like that job uh, working the checkout was an important job. You know, for kids in high school or college yeah. or. Sometimes they have developmentally challenged people that are doing that or whatever. And uh, so I was always out of spite. I would not use the self-checkout. But like everything else, they just break you down. They figure it out. They put one person on the register, and eventually you're like, if I want to enjoy the rest of my day, I need to use the self-checkout thing, you know? Well, now, uh, if you're tech savvy, you don't even have to go to the self-checkout. You can scan everything in your cart, and then on the way out the door, you just pay for it at the uh, QR code. They Really? Yeah, it's my Big Y uh, app. Oh, and look it, at you. It, you see, you're, tech, you're more technically sav- savvy than I am. Well, I, I've known my way around a grocery <laughs> store, Marty. <laughs> I like to see. Yeah, and I like uh, to brag. But. That... that that can be either 
harrowing or easy, depending on sure. how like how much shopping you have to do. If you have to do a ton of shopping, I wouldn't recommend doing that. But three or four things? Three or four items. You just scan them with your phone. You already got your payment uh, thing in there, and you, it's attached to your debit card, and you just check out on the way out. You know, when I um, was traveling more for Kamiya, I was out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was like, I think it was like a Whole Foods when I was out in Seattle. And this Whole Foods was linked to your Amazon account. And all you had to do. Oh, I've heard about this. Was go ahead, go yeah. in and put the stuff in your cart and just wheel out the door. Yeah. And it, it billed your Amazon account for all the stuff in your cart. It was the craziest feeling. It felt like you were stealing. Right, because you're just walking and walking. Just throwing, out. filling everywhere, whatever you want in your cart, and just wheeling right out the door. So I read up about this thing, and, and basically, and what they're trying to do, and they're doing it now with uh, with products, yeah, like, to make sure that nobody's stealing them. The, these RFID chips that are so small and so tiny, yeah, that they can identify a product that you're taking out of a, out of a store, which is wild to me. Yeah. But that's the, it, literally that's what it does. It just it as soon as you take it off the shelf, put it in your cart, it knows it came off the shelf. Yeah. And then as soon as you walk out the door, it knows it's in your cart, and it knows that you walked out the door with it, and it just bills you for it. It's crazy. It's, that, is, that is. But nuts. that it was a pilot. It was a they were just experimenting with that program, and it just happened to be that one that I I went to in Seattle. That's going to be the way of the future. Now you're going to have yeah. one guy in there trying to hey, uh, this didn't bill me for the. Uh, well, I could tell you the other way of the future I didn't like when I was out there. The comedy club was in a place called Bellevue, Washington, which is right outside Seattle. It's like a mm-hmm. suburb, but it's a really rich suburb. It's like Bill Gates has a house there, everything else. And yeah. it's in the it's in the first floor of a Microsoft building out there, like this giant skyscraper building. The hotel, when I walked in the hotel, all my lights turned on. It like greeted me, welcome Marty on the TV, the whole deal, which now the hotels do fairly standard. But the thing that was different with that was the heat and AC, the lights, the TV, everything in the hotel would not work unless you put your hotel key into a slot on the inside of the door after you came into your room. You put your hotel key in and that's how that's how they regulate people like cranking the heat and leaving their hotel room. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Save money. So that was the first thing. But the second thing was I got up early and I went for a walk and I'm walking the streets of Bellevue down near the water and everything else. Three different times I had police pull up to me and they knew where I came from and they were like, we're just uh, asking why you're out here walking around. And, you know, I wasn't trying to give the cops a tough time, you know, but I was like, I finally just said to the cop, I go, why, why is everyone like, how do you, he's like, well, this whole street, everything's all on cameras. Okay. So, so if it's all on cameras. Why are you asking people where they're coming from? Be, be, because what yeah. what happens is whatever the program was that they had this Big Brother thing. Yeah, it it identifies that and then sends it out as suspicious behavior. Yeah, I was just talking about this the other day with some friends of the uh, the minor. Remember that movie Minority Report? With, yeah, uh, it's kind of like that. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. exactly what's happening. Like, the, and then yeah. and then one day they'll accuse you of crimes you didn't even commit. Well, I I was having this conversation yesterday with my cousin. Uh, my my, we were talking about um, AI. Yeah, you know, and my my little cousin is a computer guru. Uh, he he goes to Rochester uh, for computer stuff, and uh, we were talking about AI. And I said I used to laugh when they said AI is a great threat to humanity because I was like, well, what are you going to do? 
We put it in a Roomba. I mean, yeah, I'd just yeah. kick it down the stairs, you know, and just go about my day or whatever. <laughs> and they had the robots, and you could see the robots on the internet. And they they were like, they look like a humanoid, but they have a huge backpack, and they yeah. would fall over and stuff like that. And they were slow. And I was like, this thing never got a chance against me or any other human being. We just outsmart it and push it down a flight of stairs. <laughs> but I just saw a clip. I got to find it and show it to you on YouTube. Of these robots now that they have, this is only—it's only been about five years time since I remember those clips. Yeah, the robots they have now—they look humanoid. They can run at a full pace like a human being. They can do backflips, front flips. Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. this stuff they can do. Uh, yeah, I'm like, we are literally at the beginning of a Terminator movie. Like we're right at the beginning of the thing now, and no one's no one's like, yeah, this is a little, this is a little threatening. You know it's I mean? a little strange, but you know, no, we don't really care. We just kind of we go about our day, and yeah. it's not until one day that. Uh, How come you didn't tell us about this? Right. Yeah. Right. It's not until one day that that happens. That did, did you ever see uh, the movie Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio? It came out a couple of years ago. It was on Netflix. What was it about? It's about basically an asteroid ready to hit the Earth. And there's two groups of people I on the planet. Somebody that. who's you know, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. no, we're we, no, we got to believe. And then there's like, don't look up, just don't look at the sky. Yeah, and he's that the professor. I I yeah. know the one you're talking about now. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like encapsulates how we are as people. Going, we're not gonna like. He, I remember because he was going on morning shows and stuff like that, giving interviews. Yeah. He's a scientist, but they're like, he's like trying to tell everyone the world could be coming to an end, and everyone's just like. So you're like the new it thing, huh? Yeah, Everyone right. loves you. I was like, yeah, that is a perfect social commentary. Well, it was like that at. whole Doctor Fauci thing. It was, it was, yeah. like, it was basically like a, you know, how they idolized that guy yeah, and yeah. put him out of like, oh, he's like the new spokesperson for health and all this other stuff. And then it all like, comes out after. Oh know, yeah, like, sorry, I, I might have fudged some numbers yeah, or two. A, a couple, two, a three couple numbers. Of, of numbers. Hey, uh, we got uh, we got more of this great uh, morning show that you're listening to uh, coming up uh, after seven o'clock because uh, we're running out of time this hour, so we gotta we gotta move it along. All right, uh, but it is six fifty eight with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock one hundred two.
Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 744 in the great Steppenwolf on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Dense fog this morning, so be careful uh, as you're driving through that. High of 49 for today. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 47. It is uh, 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Bax is out on vacation. Marty Caproni's here in the hot seat. That's it. That's it. And you know, I'm not even plugging my own little uh, comedy show, Steve. Yeah, why not? I don't know. You know, for those who are listening and who are interested, yeah. uh, this uh, Thursday we're doing something different. Maybe you've heard of it. We're doing a $20 uh, $20 dinner uh, comedy show. What? <laughs> when? What? what? I know. Is this something it's crazy? New? It's crazy. How do you get a bargain like that? <laughs> do you know when someone messages me and they yeah. say that, they go, is that thing going on? I'm like, yeah. do you not listen to the radio or use well, Facebook? Uh, to be fair, there's been some mixed messages of weeks that you haven't done it because of a holiday. There was only another. in 52 weeks, there was only like two, and that was uh, the holidays for All Thanksgiving. Right. Well, you're doing it every Thursday. But we're doing it this Thursday. All right. Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. So uh, get your tickets in advance if you want it for 20 or uh, 25 at the door. Uh, you can... Uh, you can definitely just shoot me a message, and I'll send you a Venmo code. But uh, it's going to be fun, and uh, we're doing it this Thursday. All right. Yeah. That sounds like a – I've never heard of that before, but uh, I trust you. I uh, It's a darn good time. believe that you uh, – <laughs> winter. We haven't had much of a winter lately. No. You know, not, no. Uh, no snow, no ice. Not saying I miss it either, to be honest with you. And I'm kind of wondering what this guy was thinking. Cruz in Williamsburg responded to a uh, – not, not, not Virginia – this is Williamsburg Mass. here, yeah. Okay. Uh, responded to a man falling through ice while skating on Saturday oh afternoon. Oh, my God. It's not even cold enough. Everybody yeah, knows that. You're a dummy. According to the uh, Williamsburg Police and Fire Department, the two guys, at uh, 12.45 p.m., <laughs> emergency crews were dispatched to Briar Hill Road near the Beaver Pond for reports of a skating incident. Uh, when crews arrived, they located a man 400 feet from the shore who fell through the ice and was up to his chest. The Goshen Fire Department deployed their rescue boat along with two responders who were able to rescue man, uh, rescue the man. Officials said the individual was brought back to shore where he was transported to a local hospital with minor injuries. What are you thinking going out? It's not. It was like 50 uh, degrees the other day. The temperature needs to be below freezing for at least two weeks before yeah. it's safe to walk out on, on many bodies of water. And even that is no. not that safe. Unless either. you're up there in Williamsburg and you're bored, there's nothing to do ever. You know what I mean? Well, maybe I'll just drink a couple of Natty Daddies here and then uh, get this ice skating thing going. Strap these skates on and see what happens. Let's do it. Let's do it. Another thing that really bothers you is, you know, the first responders that have to show up there, the fire department or whatever, with their boat and put it in the water and do all that. It's like, are we really doing this today for this idiot? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Standing yeah. there, I don't know. I think sometimes those guys like to deploy their toys that they this got is from tr- the town. This is true. Like, come on, let's show everybody how we can uh, uh, inflate th- this thing and send it out to the guy and bring him back in. There is nothing more that a volunteer fire department loves than a call in their town. Oh yeah, that's uh, get that red way- light on the dash. They're like, let's go, let's go. We yeah. can we can blow through all the no traffic lights that we <laughs> right. don't have in this town. The one the one traffic light. <laughs> We don't even have a traffic light in uh, in Huntington. You don't, do you? No, yeah. you do. Don't you? At the downtown right there, or is that a stop sign? 
That's not the downtown. It's like four buildings. No, nah, it's just a it's just a stop sign. Oh, okay. there. But uh, for, years ago, the, when they were redoing the bridge, you know how they yeah yeah you know how they rehab the bridges by just putting paint over them yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- so they closed it off for like one lane, and then so they had to put one of those temporary traffic lights in. Oh yeah, and you had to wait that. on That's one side yeah, and yeah. then go go through the other. Well, some guy years ago uh, got really really drunk and decided. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay my foot on the gas as soon as that light turns green, and he did. And, and he, when he did that, he lost control on the other. By the time he got to the other side of the bridge, he lost control and he knocked out a power pole, <laughs> and he hit the Verizon building, which houses the ISDN line uh, sure. for a lot of the people in town. They were without internet for like a week. Because of that, that's the uh, that's the downside of living in a small town like you live too. Because yeah. if you make one jerk, like if I make a jerk move in Chicopee, yeah. no one knows that I made that move. Who knocked out power? No one knows. Just some car that was on Broadway hit a pole, whatever. Yeah. But if you're small town Huntington, you're everybody. like, did you hear what Jim did? Yeah, yeah, it was it was one of those things where they everybody right. knew the guy, and you know that yeah. was that was the uh, the highlight of the. <laughs> I don't even remember when that was, but I just remember it happening and having the power be out for like an extended period of time while they fixed this whole That's thing. That's hilarious. Uh, as the final, uh, this is, uh, I'm reading the stories on 22 News over the holiday. Yeah. Uh, what did they see? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this, is, this was on Christmas. As the final hours of Christmas pass, some sit down for a big feast while others grab a bite elsewhere. Whether you're celebrating this holiday or getting ready to end the party, Chinese food is a Christmas staple. There appears to be big business at Chinese restaurants all over the country on Christmas, and Western Massachusetts is no different. 22 News stopped by Golden Chopsticks in West Springfield, where they were busy <laughs> filling amazing. orders over the... Oh, my God! We, you wouldn't believe what we saw! We saw a person picking up, taking, taking orders and then telling them 10 minutes, and then they hung <laughs> up the phone. And then people would come in 10 minutes later and pick up their food. It was crazy! <laughs> Newsworthy. I was watching the uh, the Polar Express with my kids the other night yeah, on yeah. Christmas Eve, and I'm I'm just laughing about that kid because that's that's that is... that's the model that kid that gets on the train, the one who talks like this all the time. All right, all right. You have your ticket for the train? I get you don't. Santa's not going to give you a gift. Right. <laughs> that's the voice you read all that's, your. That's WWE how my uh, yeah. That's how my uh, that I, when I first saw that movie, uh, or well, not the fir- first time I saw the movie, but. Watching that movie and then realizing what the Twenty Two News crew saw, they sounded that would exactly what they would sound like. A little annoying kid on a train. Uh, so this goes into the manager of the Golden Chopstick says, "Usually, I'd like to say around forty orders per thirty minutes. That's a lot. Yeah, forty orders in thirty minutes. That's uh, uh, those walks are good though. They cook fast. Yeah, we have several third party platforms, especially the DoorDash is the most popular." Did you were you here when we were talking about the DoorDash thing last week? No. With Red Rose? Red no. Rose doesn't do DoorDash. They don't open They don't need to. They don't have to. If they did. But somebody set up a fake DoorDash account saying that they were Red Rose and people were putting in orders, uh. sending money to the guy or whoever it was doing it, and then people and then the DoorDash guy was showing up all these DoorDash people were uh I don't know if the DoorDash people were Something happened where somebody the orders weren't there because they never got them. They weren't part oh, of the, the process. They weren't even sending counterfeit pizza. No. They were- so they, but then they try to get in contact with DoorDash and they're like, "Oh, this isn't a legit thing." But they leave it up. Oh, of course. Like to see how many more they're making people, commissions on yeah, it. Yeah, they're making money off the uh, the whole thing.
DoorDash. I had Chinese food. Uh, what was it? Friday night. Yeah. I went uh, my favorite place, which is the Peacock Chinese over here on Allen and Cooley Street. That is Peacock Chinese. Yeah. Okay. It's been there for probably thirty years or more. Uh, great place. They're just redoing the inside of it now. And well, it looks like a brand new uh, restaurant in there. Well, I love Kiyomi and Chigabee on Grattan, right? But there's also one in my old neighborhood where I grew up called the Great Wall. Yeah. On Brett Road. And they texted me yesterday. The Great Wall did? Yeah, my phone goes off. I got a text. I'm like, oh, it must be like one of these Merry Christmas texts or whatever. I open it up. It says Merry Christmas. And it's like, Merry Christmas, this is a great wall. You 10% off your order if you order today. And I was like, what great marketing. We're here for you. Yeah. 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 Well, great marketing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, that it is. So I don't know why. Is it because they're the only places that are open on, on like a Christmas day? Is yeah. that what the, what the deal is? You know, I, uh, friends of mine that are Jewish, uh, that's like a tradition uh, in their family. On Christmas, they go out for Chinese. Oh, that's, yeah. That's like their tradition. They They do that. So, uh, pretty smart marketing if you're a Chinese place to be sending out texts on Christmas. Just hey, just letting you know, ten percent off if you want some Chinese food. It's good. It's, it's real good. It is. You listen. I love Chinese food. Is like one of those things that you got to be in the mood for. You know what I mean? Yeah, but do you ever have uh, like bad dreams after eating Chinese food? The you MSG. Say, the MSG. Like you start having uh, like sword fights in your stomach. <laughs> you know, this is like you're. You're 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 doing all kinds of crazy stuff in these very what's your, vivid dreams. What's your go-to Chinese order? All right. Well, usually I I love uh, egg rolls. Okay. Egg rolls are my favorite, and they have to be made a certain way. Yeah. Like they can't be like you know you can always tell some of these like little tiny little places. Yeah. yeah. Really, they're frozen. I want the handmade ones. Yeah. And, and the, this peacock makes a a damn good egg roll okay. over here. Uh, egg rolls and uh, and and lo mein. Like any kind of lo mein. Chicken lo mein. Chicken or the shrimp or, or beef or whatever. I okay. like any kind of lo mein. And that's that's pretty much it. The other, the other thing I like about this peacock place is they got uh, golden fried shrimp balls. Now, My gout just hurt just there's, thinking of it. But there's, no sh- there's seemingly no shrimp in them. <laughs> it's just the batter. It's the batter around like a- like Yeah, it's a, like a golden finger is the same way. But it's a pork ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like there's pork, and there must be like seafood in there. There must be like some sort of shrimp uh, right. meshed up in there, but they are so freaking good. Well, it's the duck sauce. That's the secret. The duck sauce Salt is the and one. sweet. You had the sweet duck sauce, the salt of the fry food, you know, whatever it is, the chicken fingers or the shrimp or whatever. Right. It's the best. I, uh, I, I, I was thinking more of you were an entree guy. I always got the chicken broccoli. That was always my go-to. Chicken broccoli. Is chicken good. broccoli or orange chicken. Orange chicken is yep. pretty good. I but like I that. always have to have the dumplings. Oh, I love the dumplings. With that sauce. Whatever that sauce is that you yeah, dip the dumplings. It's in. almost like a soy sauce, but it's not. But it's they like treat a- it like it's like they treat it like it's gold, like it's plutonium or something. They only give you like a little teeny they don't give you enough for the dumplings. So then you gotta ask for the extra sauce and it's all awkward. Oh man, we're gonna have to go eat Chinese food now soon. We got a we got a list of things this week. We gotta go to the barbecue place in uh Long Meadow there. Long Fletcher's. Meadow. Fletcher's we were talking about that. Yep. We gotta go there. What uh, time's that open? Eleven thirty. I pulled it up to to look for us. That's so late. What's that? <laughs> yeah, we can we can do eleven thirty. Yeah, we got to uh, do the barbecue place. That's yeah. at eleven thirty for uh, for a little lunch. Um, we could do Chinese if we're gonna do Chinese. We should go to Kiyomi. 
I'd like to try it. I've never had it before. Oh, yeah. boy, buddy. Is it a sit-down place? or is oh, it yeah. just sit a- down. He's got a little bar there and everything. It's awesome. All right. Well, so we we'll could do a little Kiyomi. We could do a little Fletcher's. Well, you know what, Marty? I'm really glad we got to the down and dirty of uh, the after Christmas uh, spirit and talking about Chinese restaurants for the last 10 minutes. Leave it to me to be the yeah. one to inspire a conversation about food after the yeah. biggest eating holiday of the year. You know what I like on my lo mein? What? Ketchup. Nothing but ketchup. Yeah, see, yeah. And, now you're yeah. just now you're just instigating me because oh, you found a food that I don't think ketchup belongs on. I, I I like Chinese food, but I also like you uh, do not. You're lying. White, white trashy American <laughs> style. Like, we'll put a ketchup all over it. You're like, there's no ketchup on lo mein. No one does that. I I do. I put ketchup on lo mein. I drown it. <laughs> I drown my chicken fingers in the ketchup. Everyone knows ketchup belongs on a hot dog or a hamburger. No, it doesn't. You don't put ketchup on a hamburger? I put a ketchup on a hamburger, okay. but not on a hot dog. Why not on a, what, where, Why do you draw the line there? Because it, there, there's something disgusting about it. It doesn't uh, it doesn't sit right with me. Are we going to have this argument again? We, we, we've talked about this at length. You really want to have this argument? I mean, I kind of do. Yeah. I kinda, and I got to be honest, the response of people who are pro-ketchup hot dog has been overwhelming comparative to your... You're a child if you have ketchup on a hot dog. Well, we're running out of time, but would you put ketchup on your lo mein? <laughs> How about lo mein with hot dogs? Oh, do on. not drink one or do one. <laughs> it's uh, it's seven fifty seven with Max and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock one hundred two. At Leon Nissan. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 812 in the Rolling Stones on uh, Rock 102. You have uh, Bax and Nagel. Bax is out until January 2nd. Marty Caproni is here uh, filling in. And uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 49. There is uh, some dense fog that's still out there. That should be lifting uh, pretty soon, though. Uh, So just be careful if you're uh, out on the highway. It was pretty thick this morning. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 47. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Doesn't it seem weird we haven't had like a winter? No. I'm, yeah, but I don't miss it. I don't miss uh, the snow at all. But uh, I also don't like, like we're going to get into that season now because we haven't had snow. We'll get icy weather and it's like the worst crap. It was the, the thing that it, uh, I showed you the video that I slipped a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you walk outside and it looks like it's just rain. Where you can't like a, shovel it away, but, but it, yet it's all slushy yeah, it's ice. Sheet of, sheet of ice. So there you go. I, uh, I still think back to us last February uh, coming in here in a snowstorm where it was like nine inches of snow or eight inches of snow. And we came into the studio. It was my first real introduction to the magic of radio where we were sitting on here warning everyone to stay in their house and not coming out. Yeah, don't come over here. Yeah, meanwhile, the two of us had to risk our lives to make it in here just to warn people not to go on the roads. Well, that's uh, that's the age-old... Uh, that's what we do here in the that's broadcast business. Yeah, well... I remember yeah. years ago they made us... Uh, I had to stay in a hotel. I stayed at the uh, the Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, oh, in downtown Springfield? Because of the impending doom that we were uh, here to, you know, and, and the guy that we had working here was like, we need to make sure that we're like, you know, we're the prepared weather station. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why don't you, even even a guy coming from downtown Springfield could could die very easily making, making coming up in. Long Hill Street, yeah. you know, in Springfield. That's and, that, and they're always the ones that say that, but then they're at home. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. From the fireplace. Oh, well, you know, that's what you do when yeah. you're sitting in your... Uh, not on air, you know, I mean... <laughs> oh, I don't have to I'm go not, in. Not essential. I, I can do all my work from home. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this. A wild turkey crashed into a power line in southern Sacramento on Christmas Eve, leaving more than 4,000 properties without power, uh, though it has since been restored. The Sacramento Municipal, uh, Municipal Utility District... Uh, or the SMUD, if you will, SMUD. Uh, said 4,200 uh, of its customers lost power around 12.15 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday following the bird strike with those impacted in the whatever the neighborhoods that they're showing out there. Workers were swiftly sent out to fix the damage and no power outages were continuing as of uh, 26 past the hour of uh, midnight. On a, on a bright note, uh, free turkey. For someone who found Free, that already delicious cooked turkey that <laughs> happened up in Northampton, I was doing a wedding. Uh, I was I was scheduled to do a wedding, and the wedding had to start late because <laughs> no, a squirrel got into one of those substations up there. And of course, it's hot out; it's summertime. Yeah, you know, yeah. need the air conditioning, and the food obviously needs to be cooked. So they couldn't do anything while this power outage. The squirrel got in and uh, blew the whole thing. Uh, the power company said uh, the impacted areas would be rerouted through another circuit and forecast it would be restored, and then, you know, they, they got it back on. But uh, this is no different than my dad with a wild turkey having a blackout on Christmas. <laughs> you know, that was, how, many, how many wild turkeys caused blackouts in your family? A dude? half a bottle. That's all it takes. It didn't take very much, you know. You just The 101 proof, not the, not the regular uh, turkey bourbon. I remember my father warning me against drinking wild turkey, mm-hmm. and uh, it was him and his friend down at the the boat. I grew up in the summers. My parents had a little boat down in uh, Chester, Connecticut, and uh, my dad was like, "Hey, you can't drink the wild turkey." Tell tell him what Hank. Tell him what happened with the wild turkey guy. Some guy got hopped up on wild turkey, like Block Island or something. Pulled out a sawed-off shotgun and just started shooting up boats. <laughs> like didn't hurt anyone, but it was or skeet shooting out yeah, on the yeah, lake. It was all amped up on wild turkey. So in my head, I've always thought like Marty, you can't drink the wild turkey because you you end up shooting up a place or yeah, something. Yeah, you'll be shooting a boat from uh, <laughs> half a mile away. Going, right. is that a seagull? Right. That was the first one. The other one was my dad used to have this uh, stuff called white lightning in the liquor. Uh, cabinet, yeah, and it was like in a jar. Yeah, he's like, you don't drink that; it could make you blind. And I was like, what? It was real moonshine. Why are you having it? That's what my house. thought yeah, was. Yeah. Then why is it in the liquor cabinet? Yeah. If we, it could make you blind, but I think my dad was like, well, it could make you blind. But for but, me, my dad had one of these things where he would go away for I don't know if it was a week or maybe just a long weekend. But well, we lived in New Jersey, and he, he'd hook up with this co-worker of his, and they'd go camping down in the hills of West Virginia, oh, like a go. fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd always come home with a jar of that stuff. Yeah. And I remember him who's hiding it under the like hiding it under the cabinet so my mother wouldn't find it. And I would uh, I was a little kid, and I'm like opening up all the cabinets, like what's this stuff? Don't touch that! Uh, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, this is him just getting crocked on a, on yeah, a Sunday yeah. afternoon, just taking a couple of hits of that here. And My there. dad used to do it with his buddies. They'd go hunting in Vermont, oh, and uh, they'd never, they'd never get a deer, but they'd uh, always come back real slow on Sunday. They'd be real slow and hungover on Sunday. Here, here's this is what I, I think about hunt the guys who hunt. Yeah. I mean, there's guys out there that really like get into They're it. They really it. want it. Like, I want to their face, covering themselves in deer urine. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have deer heart for breakfast on Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. Like we're gonna do all this stuff. But then there's, I think, 
what it is is there's that's only a like a small percentage of the population of hunters that are really into it, looking for that yeah. trophy animal, right? And then the rest of them are just like, yeah, we're sort of into that, but we're also really into getting blackout drunk before we go do it. <laughs> and that's woods, why they don't come home with anything. Yeah, in the woods with their friends. They probably don't even... I used to think that after. I was like, yeah, I, I wonder if the gunner ever even left the bag. You know what I mean? Never and did. No, never did. No. I, I, I've told this story before where my brother used to take... When I was... Uh, when I yeah, you lived in upstate New York. My bro, my dad bought me a shotgun for a birthday. You know that was the that was the gift. And uh, you know, but but that's how you learned about gun safety and all right. that stuff. You learn how to you know I handle had my a first, fire. Yeah, BB got a knife. Yeah, so, and yeah. I had to take a hunter safety course to make you know make yeah. you come more comfortable with firearms. Don't point them at anybody, even if they're not loaded. You know that all that kind of yeah. that good stuff. And uh, but I I really didn't like the idea of going out in the woods at like five o'clock in the morning and waiting for the sun to come up in order to then wait to maybe have a chance with an animal that would walk by your path well my brother takes me he's like oh we're gonna take you hunting i got my license we go out to this like state property up in upstate new york somewhere all of his buddies are there. there's probably maybe a dozen of us right and we all spread out just and, enough to cross shoot yeah. each other. So, and I'm wearing sneakers. Oh, that's good. In the in the snow and uh-huh. the woods, and and all of his friends are like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? Sneak up on the deer?" <laughs> you know that kind of that kind of crap. So we, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, ha ha, whatever." Uh, I go out. I sit by this tree. It's five thirty in the morning. And it's freezing cold outside. Yeah. And I'm all bundled up. I got gloves. I got hats. I got all the things you need. Uh, to denoting yourself to be a hunter, and then by six forty-five, at sun's now wide up, wide up, and I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this. So I took the gun and I pointed it into the snow, and I just <laughs> fired once, waited a couple of seconds, fired another one. Because I wanted them to think that I chased a deer. Oh, the one got away. And I went back and I sat in my brother's truck for the rest of the three or four hours that Smart. they were out there. And then they all went to the bar and got drunk anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, it was any kind of, that, that's not fun. That's I, not fun being out in the woods at that mor- that hour of the morning. I knew I couldn't hunt. My father knew I couldn't hunt. I, I loved shooting targets. I, yeah. I still like, you know, going on the range. Like, I like shooting guns i'm I'm a, I'm a guy you know? yeah but i was such a pansy at the thought of taking anything's life you know what i yeah, mean yeah, that yeah, my yeah. father was like yeah you're not gonna be a hunter it was like there was no way because when i was a kid i remember we used to go fishing my yeah. parents had a campground up in colebrook and my father took us fishing i caught this giant bass and we brought it back and i didn't think we were killing the bass mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, look at the fishy. We're going to go release it in the pond here at the campground. And my grandmother, my father's mother, who was just a tough woman, just takes a huge machete out and lops its head off right in front of me. I still was like so traumatized. And my mom was like so furious with her. And she's like, he's got to learn sometime. Yeah. And, and I was like, it probably was a mommy fish. Yeah. And it probably had yeah. baby it fish. It had a family. <laughs> yeah. 
It was uh, she was supposed to graduate tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I had a whole backstory about the fish, yeah. and I remember my. I remember she was putting herself through school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember my, my. I distinctly remember the look in my father's eyes yeah. of just utter disappointment that this was his son. This is this is this it. is this is, this is, this my, is my pansy kid. This is my pansy kid who can't kill nothing. Toughen up, kid. Right. Go get that right. wild turkey out of the cooler and start. <laughs> Let's, let's have a real fishing trip here. It's uh, it's eight twenty three with uh, Bax and Nagel and uh, Marty Caproni. We'll have more in just uh, just a little bit here at Rock one hundred two. Bax and Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight thirty seven in Leonard Skinner on Rock one hundred two. Bax and Nagel show. Bax is out on vacation. Marty Caproni is here. Uh, we're doing a light morning show. We're not doing all the uh, the crazy stuff that we normally do. Uh, but your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 49. Fog lifting uh, right now. There was a dense fog advisory uh, out there tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 47. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. What's up, Marty? Not much, Steve. Uh, I'm just reading some of these stories here. It happened over the uh, Christmas holiday. Yeah, what do you a man, got? A man in eastern Germany dressed up as Santa Claus had his driver's license confiscated overnight after crashing into the facade of a house while trying to deliver gifts around the town of Mulhausen. Das und Mulhausen? The sloshed Santa was on a central street in the town of around 36,000 people, not far from the town's church, when he lost control of the vehicle and hit the front of a house and a parked car. Uh, the house facade was seriously damaged. However, the Christmas gifts belonging to the Santa Claus were undamaged. <laughs> Police wrote, only referring to the suspect as the St. Nicholas-inspired bringer of presents, in quotation marks. A passerby saw the crash and alerted police. At the subsequent traffic checks, it became clear that Santa Claus was absolutely incapable of driving, at which point Santa's ongoing journey was curtailed and a blood sample was taken. Police said they confiscated his driver's license and uh, initiated investigations on suspicion of drunk driving. They did uh, not note uh, like how badly the man failed the blood alcohol test. Like they didn't put those details uh. in. Nevertheless, the Santa Claus did announce that the gifts would be delivered the following day. Pres- oh. Presumably on foot at that point. <laughs> uh, or maybe a little assistance from a, from a, a helper or two. Uh, by German traditions, that would make uh, his delivery a day late with typical people exchanging <laughs> gifts on the evening of December 24th. In that uh, spirit, Merry Christmas, and remember, even Santa Claus must drive sober. You know, I thought he had the reindeer for that. What, to, to drive? Yeah, right? yeah they're the ones that are. Uh, they're, the, they're the ones that are running the sleigh. He could be out there drinking, eating milk and cookies, and just letting them handle the business. I don't know if you call your Volkswagen Rudolph, though. <laughs> <laughs> too close. This was it's too close. Well, Rudolph built it. <laughs> Das drunk. Das yeah. drunk. Yeah. Das hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that? Just driving by and you see Santa out there with one leg up in the air trying to touch his red nose. <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. can you touch your to, nose? Can to, you walk in a straight line down this line? Sir, you appear drunk. Your nose is yeah. a little red. No, no, no. That's fine. It's, it's rosy cheeks, red nose. You know what it is? It's all these imposter Santas giving the uh, bad name to the real Santa right. out there. That's that's the tragedy of right. the whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're, <clears throat> that's what's going on in Germany. There's another thing that I've been reading here. More strollers are sold for furry companions than infants. And perhaps yet another sign of the country's declining number of births, 
This is this is South Korea. This is okay. they're, they're referencing to South Korea's largest online marketplace reported Monday that sales of pet strollers exceeded those of baby strollers for the very first time this year. According to uh, G Market, the uh, total numbers of strollers sold on the platform during the first three quarters of this year, those for pet animals accounted for 57 percent, while those for babies constituted the remaining 43 percent. This situation marks a notable change from previous years, where pet carriages made up uh, 33% of total sales in 2021 and 36% of last year. Baby carriages previously had a larger share in both years, 67% in 2021 and 64% last year. I wish I had saved the stroller to uh, and, and talk about how much you could have gotten for it now. In my neighborhood, there's a couple of people that one uh, one lady walks uh, her little dog in a stroller. There's uh, another lady who walks a big dog in a stroller. And then there's a lady who has two cats in a stroller. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the dog, when you take the dog for, for a, a walk, walk, the the walk is really the benefit for the animal versus the human that is pushing a stroller with the animal in it? It's, uh, it's, it's a new world, Steve. It's a new world. Now you take your cats for a walk. Yeah, I'm not taking my cat on a leash. No. Are you telling me you're going to put a pussy cat on a, <laughs> a leash? <laughs> Sometimes you have to because they <laughs> get so feisty. You walking around with a pussy cat tethered to your body? Have you ever? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the letters. Yeah, well, you know, we get letters all the time. I don't, I don't know what to mail, tell you. We get mail. Uh, but uh, was, your, was, your, was your Christmas as uh, good as the Santas uh, that crashed into the facade of a house out in Germany? Uh, no, I don't drink on Christmas. Someone uh, I was recently talking to, and they, they were perplexed when they when I said I don't drink around the holidays. Yeah. But, like, my family doesn't really drink at the house. Like, my cousins might have, like, a couple beers, or my brother might have, like, a beer or two. But I don't drink around holidays. I never have. That's a good thing. Yeah, because I always felt like, you know, if you're going to drink, you, you do that with your friends. Because you can get drunk and tell your friends what you really think about them. You know, and my, it doesn't become a family ordeal. My dad never got that memo. No. That was like, uh, was guys- well, well, it was drinking all year long, but it really ramped up on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, the, those were the two. And Easter, too. You know, yeah, we threw Easter in there. I never well. wanted my kid to experience that either. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't know if my kids ever see me drunk. Maybe once. Yeah. Twice. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. Yeah, but I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. But apparently everyone else just throws that right out the window on the holidays. Everyone I, gets hammered. Listen, man, that was part of my culture growing up. Like, uh, we all knew uh, when Dad would make start making the <laughs> rum cake at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, most of the rum would be gone in his belly by the time it went into the cake. <laughs> I mean, you guys, okay, it's half, it's half in the pan, half cooked. This is what he used to do. He used to get up on uh, Christmas morning. Right. Yeah. At three a.m. It was it was one of these guys that could just get up at any it's time the railroad of the day. life. Yeah, yeah, it was a railroad life. Yeah. And he would uh, make this rum cake that that he eventually submitted to the uh, railroad company cookbook. Oh, you okay. know they had the, one of those, <laughs> they had a cookbook. Like, well, they had one of the you know how the, you know, these companies they try to build morale by like oh, oh yeah. yeah you send in your favorite recipe so he he puts his recipe together. It called for this ungodly amount of rum. Like most rum cakes, you're using maybe a half a cup to maybe a cup if you're really going for the uh, thing. This was like a half a bottle of rum. 
So much so that in that what do they call it a bunt pan the yeah, yeah. The, the round it's yeah, the round one you cook it in and you yeah, flip you it upside down it, yeah. he couldn't flip it upside down because there was so much liquid in the bottom of it uh. by the time it was done that he would just sit there and do shots of the sugar flavored uh, of the rum at the end like straining it out. We had two entirely different childhoods, Steve. Entirely yeah. different childhoods. Uh, the. Uh, I I can't ugh, like I'm grossed out even thinking about that. Yeah, it's disgusting. And he would, f- and you guys would eat the rum cake. Well, you'd eat like the top portion of it because you couldn't eat ugh. the the bottom portion because it was just it was it was just that's all it was was pure alcohol. They say alcohol cooks off in the oven. Not that. Not much. when you have like a gallon of it in there. <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, maybe the top portion cooks off. Then you get the pulled whole. over. It's like how many beers do you have? Two uh, pieces of cake. I had two pieces. <laughs> two pieces of cake. me two. <laughs> Maybe that's how Santa got drunk in Germany. Maybe he stopped by the Nickel House and uh, you uh, know. listen, man, that was uh, that was some. There were some nights there where I'm sure uh, you know had Santa had hung out for an hour or two, it would have been it would have rough. He would have gotten a DUI leaving that. <laughs> I I yeah. I'm curious how many people are like me and how many people are like you. Like how many people their holidays are based around like everyone gets drunk or how many their families don't really drink. We uh we didn't we had a very quiet Christmas. We had to, I had some friends over on Saturday. Yeah. I had some family over yesterday, but it was like a it was we were just sitting around watching movies and listening to music and uh, you know kids are playing with their new stuff that they get you know for yeah. the uh, for Christmas and uh, it was actually a pretty nice time. I I, I don't have those dysfunctional. Christmases I had when I was a kid anymore. Yeah, see, like ours were always like fun. Like if it's like we already know what we're doing. Like Thanksgiving, if it's the weather's warm, all the guys are going outside and hitting golf balls into the woods. Yeah, that's like a thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> everyone just go out to, The guys just go out and drive golf balls into the woods. The girls, whatever the new baby is or whatever, they play with the baby or whatever. Then the guys go back in, eat, go back out, hit golf balls. Yeah, yeah, call it a day. That's how watch that, a little football. You know, that's what the holidays are all about. Hitting yeah, yeah. golf balls into the woods on Christmas Day. <laughs> right. Well, Christmas is it depends on yeah. the weather, but now we're getting a you know we're getting a we're getting a Christmas now where it's forty or fifty degrees. You know, I always thought it was so weird when I would go to like Florida for Christmas, like to visit oh. my mom, and it was like palm trees and the weather was Couldn't like eighty it. something degree. No, it was actually kind of cool because it's like wow, it's like this little tropical paradise, and they got Christmas lights up, which is kind of neat. Yeah, Every once in a while. Yeah, you can't. But then now it's becoming like that here. Like the temperature is not getting as cold as it used to be. We used to always almost have snow on, on Christmas yeah. Day. And now everyone's like, I wish it was yeah. a white Christmas. I was like, I'm cool with it because I'm also a last minute uh, shopper. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, yeah. run around, fill your kid's stocking or whatever. So you're running to the store, this or that. I don't want to be driving and sliding all over the road doing that no no a nice no, 40 no. 50 degree day this is nice yeah that's the way we do it around yeah here. yeah yeah but uh yeah no no uh no nobody got hurt it was a very quiet christmas yeah that's how it's supposed to be yeah see what it's like when your dad's not there getting drunk making uh, drunk rum cake i just it was just one of those things where he used to yell at my mother <laughs> He would like start cooking something let's say it's a turkey yeah, or yeah. something and then he'd put the turkey in the oven and then he'd pass out <laughs> from uh, from from drinking all morning long. I have these. I gotta tell you, man. I got these home videos, right? Oh God! My brother back in like the late nineties. You know, he starts making money, and he's like, oh, "I bought you guys a, a video camera for Christmas." Perfect. That's so when you, you know, carry this trauma with yeah, you yeah. for generations. So we have. So I'm probably like 19 years old, 
and I don't know who was taking the video, but my dad's in the video, and he's got the he's wears he wore the same sweatshirt every year that my sister made him when she was a teenager. It says "Bah Humbug" right across the top of it, and it was he'd sit there with his little like you know. Uh, Vo or Grand Marnier or okay. one of those like you know one of those uh, classy Christmas drinks. classy Clis- Christmas drinks and he'd sit there and then he would cry like if you <laughs> gave him like a a pen you know ah oh, this is the best oh! <laughs> and he would do he would like start getting emotional like the emotional drunk and then he would just pass out. But he didn't tell anybody what time he put the turkey in the oven or what time it was supposed to come out or no. when you had to baste it because he was in charge of that. <laughs> and then when he would wake up from his drunken stupor four yeah. hours later, he'd be yelling at my mother for burning the turkey or drying the turkey <laughs> out because she was supposed to do this. I mean, he never Bob. told anybody. Yeah, I know. She was a saint. Oh. I don't know how she uh, survived that whole that my only Christmas tradition with my father was my mom would do all the food and everything. We always we're Italian, so it would always yeah. be like lasagna and meatballs and this and that. But my father's job was always to go to Pat's IGA in Hoyoke, you know, in the flats of Hoyoke, mm-hmm. and get the potato salad and the cold cut platter. And every year that was his only job. And every year it would be like some harrowing tale how he just made it yeah. to get the. Yeah. But when I think back on it now, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he probably had no problem getting it. But he passed, because it's Chickabee, you pass about eight bars on the way there from yeah, Burnham yeah, Road yeah. to Hoyoke. He probably stopped in at every one and had like, hey, a little Christmas cheer with this person, that person, this person, that person. And that's probably why there wasn't a ton of drinking at the holidays of my house, yeah. is my father probably did it quietly. I've just never, it's never, I don't know what it is, but the holidays aren't... Like if I if I'm gonna drink, it's usually because I'm with my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, not even that I can anymore. I don't really. I don't. I don't tip them back like I used to. I, I mean, can't do it, man. I, I just uh, that's just not a lifestyle. When I started comedy, though, you remember yeah. the two of us could. Oh, oh man, boy. you know, and that, that was the worst part about you a lot of these Bud Lights and whiskey. And- well, yeah, and, and that was the worst part about these comedy clubs is like for all the money they didn't pay you. Open bar every Open night. Open bar, every and night. you could uh, you could get uh, quite a few drinks down the hatch uh, before the end of the show. I used to explain that to my friends because they yeah. couldn't wrap their mind around. I'm like, but just imagine that every weekend you went to two weddings with Open Bar. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Now, yeah. add in Thursday and Sunday, you have four Open Bar weddings. You really got to pick your spots. You can't you can't drink at that pace. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just can't do it. And these big name comedy clubs—they're making money anyway because they're charging twenty dollars for the yeah, martini. So what's it going to cost to uh, feed feed the fat comedian? Uh, well, they just bring you stuff, whatever yeah. you want. They just bring it to the green. The only tradition that I used to have when I was doing the road a lot with uh, Jesse May, um, we'd get off the plane, travel, use a nightmare or whatever. And Thursday night was a tradition that we had two tequila shots. And two Heinekens, yeah. regardless of what w- w- we had the next morning or whatever. And you'd have to do morning radio, which means they pick you up at the hotel at five in the morning. And sometimes you have those couple of tequila shots and a couple of Heinekens and you have one more whiskey and Coke up on stage and another one. And you'd be in the radio s- station, like falling asleep while they're trying to talk to you. <laughs> two tequilas. Yeah, I hate tequila. Ugh. I hate I it. I can't stand it either. I don't know how people drink that. But that was her thing. We're good. Two Don Julio shots. Two Heinekens, and I don't like Heineken as what? a beer. 
well, it's like it's, a milkshake. It's, it's it, well, milkshake. I always thought it tasted more like a skunk. It doesn't like taste. It's the consistency of a milkshake, but it tastes like skunk. Yeah, it's and it smells like skunk yeah, too. Yeah, but they used two to call of those, them green grenades. German and Mexican, two of those things, yeah. and then you and that's how you start your weekend. Yeah, no, that's not a good way to no. start anything off. Right. So then Friday you wouldn't drink because you'd still be like, ugh, ugh. and then Saturday. You'd be like, ah, I can't, you know, I'm still tired, you know, whatever. And then Sunday, if you were doing the Sunday show, you'd be like, all right, let's have a few. Yeah. And then you got to travel then you gotta go back and, on Monday yeah. morning and you're just, ugh, ugh. Uh, in the why airport. did I do that again? Yeah. 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 Well, can't do it anymore. we've all been there. We've all been yes. there with, with, with that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, you got anything else uh, for this, uh, this, this break here? Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is uh, if anyone's listening, because people are asking, I did have a few people buy tickets already for Thursday's show because the Christmas show went great. Uh, we are indeed doing a show Thursday at Loft Comedy Club. It is indeed $20 well, there you go. if you buy in advance, uh, and you should definitely come out to it. It's a nice uh, pre-warm-up for your New Year's celebrations. All right, I'm sorry. I, I I come across these news stories, you know, oh. just as a, we're about to, to to walk away from this okay. little thing. But I can't let this one go. Dukes of Hazard actor John Schneider calls for public hanging of Joe Biden. Right? The deleted social media post was also called for the execution of Hunter Biden. Led to some wonder if Schneider could be charged. Finally. Showing the true colors of the General Lee, you know, you're coming out and you're you're just showing everybody what you really are, you know. Over all the things, no, it was just a TV show. We didn't embrace that kind of that kind of mentality. Do you think right when he was hitting send on that tweet, this everything paused and this voice came out and it was like, now we knew it was a better idea than sending this tweet out. Yeah, but you know, Bo and Luke. Yeah, he's gonna have a crap storm from the public like you wouldn't believe. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, we can get them Duke boys out there. <laughs> so I didn't even read the story. I just had That's to read great, those first two lines, headline. and I'm like, all right, he's on the cancel culture uh, train is. right now, so good for him. Uh, it is 8.55. It's Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Bax and Nagel.